Hello and welcome to the Divorced Advocates, where we help dads create a healthy and less traumatic divorce. My name is Jude Sandval and I am your host. All right, so I am now recording this for the third time using some new video equipment. So any of you that have a that have ever tried to set up a new video and new video equipment know that the challenges that I am going through right now are extremely frustrating, but enough about my worries. Ah, <laughs> uh, just crazy. Anyway, so today we are going to be talking about navigating the holidays when co-parenting after divorce. Talk about frustrating, right? Or challenging or both. Uh, that can be very, very tenuous, uh, sometimes at best but we're gonna talk about some tips on how to, to deal with that, how to mitigate it, and most importantly, how to put the kids first in your hearts and minds in doing that and uh, a model a better way of doing it and a better way for them through this challenging time. Before we get into it, a couple of show notes. The first being that we have the Divorced Advocate app coming out in a couple weeks or less, I'm told. I'm extremely excited about this because it's going to have all of the Divorced Advocate resources in one place for you. So if you're just listening to this for the first time, or you're just listening to the podcast, or you don't watch the webcast, or you haven't been on the website, or done the divorce quiz, or to one of the classes, Try to get plugged into the Divorce Advocate community. We've created it to give you an opportunity wherever you're at or whatever your needs might be to have articles, workshops, classes, group meetings, private coaching, wherever you might be, whatever you might need, there's something for you to help you through this. You don't have to do it alone. There are literally millions of men across the world that are going through this right now. So get plugged in. Also, second show note is the divorce quiz is still up. It's at the website under the divorce quiz tab, or you can go to thedivorcequiz.com. It's going to take about 10 minutes, but I promise you it's worth it. It's going to help you gauge where you're at during or after your divorce compared to others who have gone through divorce. And it's a phenomenal tool to help you see where you're at mentally and emotionally. And if you take the quiz, I have a free offer that you can sit down with me, we can review the results of that, or we can review the results and talk about what you've got going on in your divorce. So please take advantage of that. It's a great tool and get plugged into the community. All right, navigating the holidays when co-parenting after divorce. Splitting the holidays can be absolutely emotionally wrenching and just, very challenging. I know I found it to, to be that way. Holidays can be challenging and emotional already. Going through this change and this transition makes it a little bit uh, more emotionally and, and, and mentally challenging too. So depending upon what your situation is, you may be in going through the divorce, in which case you may have already just agreed to a temporary situation. You may have gone through court and had temporary orders for what the holiday arrangement will be. Or if you've already gone through your divorce, you have either decided and agreed through the parenting plan or the court has ordered through the decision in your hearing 
what the holiday plan is going to be. Now that can be uh, a couple of different ways. One can be that it is splitting the holidays one year where you have your kiddos uh, for the holiday and then the next year your ex has the, the kiddos for the holiday or vice versa. So that's one way that it can be done. Or you can have a like a, a more specific plan that has a very specific uh, way in which you, you do it maybe 10 days, like, like for instance, mine is set up that it's one parent one year has 10 days through the went through the, the Christmas break and the other parent has the remaining days. So it's 10 straight days. And then if the parent who has the 10 straight days is, um, is not, is that goes through Christmas or, or Christmas falls on those 10 days. And if we're traveling, then the parent uh, who's has those 10 days and is traveling then has the, the kiddos for, the holiday like for christmas and then the next year it swaps where the other parent has the 10 days and then the other parent um, then gets the remaining christmas break um, but we also have the caveat in there that if the parent with the 10 days is not traveling during the christmas break that there is a six hour period on christmas where the other period the other parent gets to spend time the parent that's not exercising the 10 straight days of winter of christmas break and so that's our custom schedule and it that works really incredibly well it's very fair and uh and, and it's very helpful uh, with the kids and it's very consistent also uh with the kids so which leads me into my first point is figure out the schedule well in advance because all right, so I just described what our custom schedule is. If you were confused by it, I was too in the beginning <laughs> until I got through it the first couple few years, and it's turned out to be very, very uh, good and very beneficial. But these schedules can be very hectic. The kids are getting out of school. The, you're going to have them off. You're going to have to take care of them, feed them, cook dinner. We're probably, you're probably still uh, working. Also, I know I am, and most of us are and then you're planning for the holidays you might be planning travel so it's very very hectic time of year already without having to coordinate a new and different schedule so make sure to plan in advance and plan down to the minutes uh with uh with your ex or soon to be ex how that is all going to pan out and how you're going to do the transitions where the transitions going to to be happening who's going to be picking up who's gonna be dropping off, what those times are. Try to be real specific around uh, what that uh, is going to be. The other thing I'll say around those schedules is if, uh, like, I, like the example I gave you with my particular parenting plan during the holidays is it works out well for us, particularly when we're not, we're not neither one of us is traveling because I, and it's been a tradition in my family that we, celebrate Christmas on Christmas Eve. So we do our big dinner and fun and all of that on Christmas Eve. And we just kind of hang out and are low key on Christmas day. And my ex's family celebrates on Christmas day. And so they get together and they do their, their celebration, their, their uh, presents and everything on Christmas day. So it complements each other. So it works out really, really well. And 
my point being is if you have some of those traditions, if you have some of those things that might work well that are going to help ease this transition, attempt to, and again, like not all of us can do this, but attempt to do that and keep some of these traditions and keep some of what you've had going on, if you can, through uh, through this transition, because it'll help the, the kids and it'll help ease this uh, ease this challenging and very uh, uncertain time with uh, with the kids through this. If they have some some things that they're used to and some traditions that they might be used to uh, that they're continuing to go through, it's obviously going to be very different with two different households and celebrating potentially in two different ways at two different times. But if you can keep some of those, then that would be very beneficial. The second one would be consider sharing the holidays together. Now I know some of you are going, oh, that is never gonna happen. And I completely, completely appreciate that. We don't do it. We've not ever been able to do it, but if you have an amicable situation where you can work that out, there are a myriad of benefits. Both parents get to see the, the kids on the holiday. There's no disputes over the, over the times or the dates or the, the parenting plan. There's less disruption to the kids' lives. There's um, um, having both, both parents together is, is helpful and, and will make the kids uh, more comfortable through this time. Uh, you'll continue to make uh, family memories and and you'll be you'll be sharing the idea that you're still family even though you might have separate households and that's important too so if you can do it and there are a lot uh, there are a lot of uh, divorce or divorcing couples that that can do that that would be a fantastic ideal way to do it so try it out if you can or if you're even semi amicable uh, but if not and if it's not a healthy situation obviously do not try to do that because then we don't want something to blow up into um, something that's awful. Next, number three is coordinate gifts. Now this might seem silly, but it will be, it will provide an opportunity to again, demonstrate and model for your kids doing something in let's say the spirit of the season for the kids or the or you know in this in in the spirit of how you should be conducting yourself in this season to where you want to be able to both provide the the kiddos with uh thoughtful uh nice memorable gifts and if one parent has parenting time on christmas and they go out and they just buy all the nice gifts that are on the, the kids' Christmas list, and then the other parent is left without an opportunity uh, to do that. You haven't coordinated, or maybe you did buy something, but they already got it at the other parent's house. It just sets up a really bad situation. And so if you can take that time, and I'll tell you the way that, that, that I have tried to do this is, and, and my, but my kids are a little bit older now, and yours might be too, but having them write their, their list to Santa Claus. And so that was really beneficial because then I, I could do that and I could then send that to my ex and then we could say, oh, okay, well, you're, you're buying this or she'd say, I'm buying this and 
Um, so I, I would know and she would know who's buying what, and then we wouldn't duplicate gifts, but then we'd also be able to plan thoughtful and, and nice things for the, for the kiddos. So try to do that. It takes some communication, open lines of communication, but it's highly, highly beneficial. And again, we're wanting to put the kids first and, and their thoughts and their feelings first, and this goes a long way in doing that. Number four, set expectations. And this one is along the lines of helping the kids with the transition. This is an incredibly uncertain time for us, right? Well, this is equally, if not more uncertain for the kids because it's going to be a whole new time. It's going to be a whole new way of celebrating seasons. It's going to be different households, potentially different travel, different, um, different traditions, all kinds of different things. And it's a little bit uncertain and unsettling for the kids. So if you can make sure to communicate specifically to the kids what the plan is, that is that helps to keep them feeling safe and secure in this process. And not only communicating it, but also communicating that you're comfortable and happy with the plan. Even if you're not 100% happy with the plan, being uh, positive through this challenging time is modeling something that is really beneficial for the kids to see you being positive, definitely not bad-mouthing the, uh, the other parent because, and we've talked about it before, but I'm gonna emphasize it again, our kids derive part of their personality from both parents, no matter what behavior your ex has exhibited to you, our kids derive part of who they are from both parents. So bad mouthing them is essentially, not essentially, it is bad mouthing your kids. So make sure to do this in a positive manner. Derive whatever, whatever little positive you can from it. If there are only little positives, it makes sure to convey those to the kids because the last thing you want them feeling is sad or guilty through this process, especially the first time or the first few years through this until they get comfortable with this. And trust me, they will get comfortable with it because mine after a certain certain time said, dad, you know what's great about divorce? And I said, what? And they said that we get to celebrate the holidays twice. <laughs> so we get presents from both sides. So they adapt. But communicating that is absolutely essential. <coughs> Excuse me. Number five, help your children shop. Now this goes back to the approaching this in the holiday spirit or the spirit of the holidays. Um, if you're able to do so, help consider or, or, or consider helping uh, your, your kids or kids buy a gift and it doesn't have to be extravagant, extravagant or expensive, but it's maybe something small for the other parents. So this is gonna help them. It's gonna help them feel proud and happy that they were able to do this. It's challenging when you're the single parent, if you haven't gone through this yet, it's challenging to help the kids buy something for you, right? Because they're with you. So if you can help facilitate that for the other parent, hopefully the other parent's gonna facilitate that for you, then this goes a long way in teaching them about the holiday, about the holiday spirit and, and, and giving them a, val a very, valuable lesson. So 
try to do that. It's a it's a, it's a nice gesture and a nice a nice thought, and that's what we're ultimately wanting to to uh, convey to our kids. Number six, surround yourself with family and friends. So we associate the holidays with joyful celebrations with family and friends, but we know if we've been through it, or you know if you're going through that, that that's not necessarily the case through divorce or with the changes in the schedules, and the holidays can exacerbate that as well because you may be, not have your kids during one of these holidays, and that can add to the loneliness and the sadness. I know this was a very, very difficult one for me. It was very challenging. So make sure to be conscientious about planning time with friends, planning time with family, reaching out and getting involved maybe with, uh, with activities throughout the holiday season. Uh, with, if it's not with family, with friends, finding something to, to do or meeting new people, meetup.com is a great place. That's where we, that's where we host and facilitate the communication of all of our Denver Metro uh, divorce dads meetups here. And it's a great tool, but they've got all kinds of stuff going on and, and people getting together all, all throughout the year, but during the holidays as well. So or use that as a tool, but make sure to do that. Maybe plan a, a trip if you're going to be alone and see some friends that you may have not seen or some family that's, uh, that you've been meaning to go visit during the holidays if you're not going to have your kids. But make sure to do that. Make sure to schedule that time and, and, and take care of yourself. Which leads me to the next point, number seven, take care of yourself throughout this. Now, you hear me harp on this all the time throughout the divorce process to take care of yourself. It's equally, if not more, more important during these, this holiday time because we get so crazy and hectic like I described, and I know you know what I'm talking about, that we need to take care of ourselves. Our schedule might get off, off because we've got things going on. I know right now I'm off schedule with my workouts. It's just been crazy and hectic and busy and I'm off and I need to get back on because I'm already feeling it. It's affecting me mentally and emotionally. So make sure to take care of yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Make sure you're exercising, getting rest, eating right because we overindulge at least the Italian in me overindulges during this time period, but eating right, eating healthy, and doing what you need mentally and emotionally, whether that's therapy, groups, getting together, meeting with friends, meeting with family, taking care of all of those things. Because, you know, the old adage, it's not an old adage, but the adage is, you can't, if you don't take care of yourself first, you can't take care of anybody else. And your kids really need you through this holiday season, which also leads me into the last point, which is plan an alternate celebration. If you don't have your kids on, let's say Christmas, still celebrate Christmas, even if that is going to be on the off weird Saturday before the holiday or after, or after the holiday, make sure to celebrate it because what you're doing is you're starting to build some of your own traditions, but you're also then making them comfortable in that you are still recognizing the traditions, you're recognizing the holiday, and you're taking the effort, the time and the effort to spend it with them 
in celebration. So that's going to make them feel comfortable. It's going to ease their transition. And it's going to, again, help them feel safe and comfortable and secure with you in doing that. So make sure to plan alternate celebrations with them as well. All right, those were my eight tips for navigating through the holidays when co-parenting after divorce. Let's quickly review those. The first, figure out the schedule in advance so there's no surprises and you can just breeze through the holiday and uh, enjoy it like elf. <laughs> Number two, consider sharing the holidays together. Many of you can do that, some of you can't. There's huge benefits to doing it if you can. Number three, coordinate gifts. This is helpful in allowing each of the households to celebrate and put the kids first and, and give them thoughtful and memorable and nice gifts. Number four, set expectations. This is going to help ease the transition for the kiddos, help them feel comfortable with the transition and the newness of the two different households and celebrating the, the holidays separately. Number five, help your child stop, stop, help your child shop. And this goes back again to keeping in the spirit of the holidays and modeling for them some positives in a very challenging situation. Number six, surround yourself with family and friends or if you don't have family and friends, get involved during the season. Don't stay by yourself. Don't isolate. Get out there and reach out. Reach out to the Divorce Advocate community. There's, uh, a, there's uh, information in the show notes below for getting involved or go to the website. You can always directly reach out to me and there's a myriad of different places on the website and all of the links in the show notes that, uh, that you can do that. And number seven, take care of yourself. It's a hectic time. Schedules get off. This is a new time. You may be creating a new schedule, but make sure mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, you're doing the things that you need to do for yourself so that you can take care of your kiddos. And lastly, plan the, alter, uh, the alternate celebration. Stay celebrating. Stay joyful. Stay positive. It can be challenging, but again, we're modeling for our kids. And again, again and again and again, I say this, we, there's no better way, there's no better circumstance that we're going, going to experience in our life that, that can assist us in modeling through an extraordinarily difficult time period than during this divorce. And modeling a positive through this can be challenging but it can it, there's no better way to show show the kids how to do this uh through this um through this divorce and through this holiday this season which can be uh, in, an in ever increasing or challenging situation on top of one that's already uh incredibly difficult and challenging and so i know you can do it i do want to finally say that I, I can empathize, I can appreciate how challenging this might be, how deeply sad and, and, and how deeply um, upsetting and emotional this time of year can be, especially if you're without your kids. It was for me. I remember being upset and crying and crying for, for what seemed like hours and hours during holidays. And so 
just know that you're not in this alone. There are other men that are going through this, millions of us throughout the world that are with our, our kids. Reach out, please reach out. You don't have to go through this alone. As I said, there are all kinds of, uh, if you're listening to this, go to the website, there's blog posts, there's articles, uh, there's a webcast. If you're, if, you're, if you're watching this, there's the podcast, there's all kinds of resources, but utilize the resources, schedule a time with me if you just need somebody to, somebody to talk to. It's, there's, uh, there's free resources, there's group meetings, there's paid meetings, there's individual coaching. It's the way the Divorced Advocate community is set up to allow you the opportunity to get the resources that you need to get through this. And so uh, if you're struggling through this, you know, keep, keep through it. I promise it will get better in the future. And if this is helpful to you, please share it with another divorce or divorcing dad, like us, comment, share on social media. We have grown exponentially through this year. 2022 is gonna be awesome with the app coming out. We've got a new platform that is uh, holding our CRM and everything that's getting developed. This next year is going to be amazing and we're going to be helping more and more dads. So thanks for listening. God bless. I'll talk to you next week.